Welcome to the Society of British Dental Nurses podcast, sponsored by Horton Consulting. Hello and welcome to this podcast. I'm Laura Horton and today I have a lovely lady for you, Kate Kerslake, who is the CEO for NEBDN, which is Chief Executive Officer for the National Exam Board of Dental Nurses. So I thought I'd better break that down um, just in case, you know, just for my own reasons, really. And so I'm really excited to be interviewing Kate today. I'll introduce you to her in a second. She has got the most amazing career and you're going to learn a lot from Kate. I really think you are. I'm so excited to talk to her. She has got a really big passion for dental nurses and developing strong teams and individuals within the dental sector. And that's why she's in this role, presumably, because she's just so passionate about dental nurses. So we're going to get straight into it. Hello, Kate. How are you? Hi, Laura. I'm fine. Thanks for letting me join you. Oh, honestly, thank you so much for, you know, arranging the time out of your, I imagine, very busy diary to be able to speak to me today for our listeners, um, because I imagine your current role as CEO is a very busy one, Kate. Would that be a good assumption? Yes, it is. Um, I, I joined NEBDN in November, and since then, I don't think I've stopped, to be honest, which is great. Um, it's been fantastic as an experience so far. It's a really great opportunity to meet the team and meet the sort of wider organization and actually to get involved with lots of different other aspects within the dental industry which I've never encountered before um, and it's funny because dental's a small world as most people know and you do tend to bump into quite a lot of people you have met before but in different capacities which is really great. Oh now I'm going to be nosy tell us more then what are these different aspects that you've encountered? Well it's been I've managed to get involved in the um, trailblazers which is the apprenticeships for dental nurses so that's something at the moment that I'm involved in um, and not encountered before not from the original background from a corporate dental background um, so that's great to see the different opportunities that are being looked at for developing kind of training um, and assessment methods um, and it's great to meet the different people involved in that which is some of our competitors um, as well as some of the other corporates and smaller practices who are all you know, really kind of aware that they want to make sure that they're developing dental nursing as a, an industry and a career more than anything. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's really good. So we'll find out more shortly, I'm sure. Kate, can you take us back to how you began your career in dentistry? Because you're from the grassroots, aren't you? You're, you're from practice level. Yeah, um, I originally joined um, healthcare as a practice manager and with a kind of retail background, so it was brand new to me. Um, but joining as a practice, we had a full surgery practice and the team that goes along with that. And we had quite a lot of trainee dental nurses, so I had to learn how they went through the system and how to support them and develop them. And we developed quite a lot of lead nurses. And then when I went up from a practice manager to an area manager, had a massive opportunity to open new practices under a new pilot scheme in Cumbria and develop those kind of nurses across the industry, across those practices, who would then go on to being a lot of them lead nurses and practice managers of the future. So it was really lovely to see that kind of all those different teams flourishing and working together in a kind of wider network. So I was very lucky to experience that. That sounds fantastic. And what was it? 
what was it like when you moved into the these area manager role and you were working with the practices under the pilots and you know developing those nurse, nurses was that quite different it was because whereas we'd sort of always had that traditional dental nurse kind of experience and interaction and and being able to sort of um, schedule them to be in certain surgeries with certain dentists or the, the therapist or the hygienist you then got to see them working in different capacities because part of that pilot was providing kind of outreach care so we used to do this thing called smile for life which some people may have already encountered um, and I know that the chief dental officer for England is, is very keen to develop those kind of things across communities and it's something that I think is really valuable for them to be able to go out in the community and reach those kind of vulnerable groups and be able to support them on things like oral health education and um, topical fluoride application all of those kind of aspects were things that we built into the program and it was great to be able to put people through training courses provided by the local um, local healthcare we had different kind of opportunities for all kinds of different nurses and it was great to see all that developing. Oh no, it sounds absolutely fantastic. And how lovely for those dental nurses as well to be going on that journey. It just sounds wonderful. Really, yeah, really it fun. was really, really satisfying. <laughs> you felt like you were really adding value, which is, you know, part of my kind of core value, really. Oh, that's lovely. And within your role in the corporate sector in regards to developing yourself, you didn't just stop at area manager, did you? No, I uh, <laughs> I decided that um, I wanted to strengthen my clinical knowledge and um, I had quite a lot of experience by that point just sort of interacting with different dentists, asking lots of questions. I've always been somebody who wants to get to know the industry quite well. So I did have a decent amount of knowledge at that point. However, I knew that I wanted to develop and strengthen that side of it. So I went and joined the clinical team as a kind of regional projects manager. And then I was able to sort of be a bit of a bridge between commercial and clinical and roll out different things across the, um, well, I had the half of the country actually at that point. Um, and it was great to see you sort of, um, anything that you did coming to fruition across a wider network. Um, and by the time I uh, left UPA, which was Bupa Dental Care at the time, um, I was head of clinical support. So I then led that team that developed. So we started off with, I think, two of us as project managers, clinical project managers, um, literally north and south. And then we developed into a team of about 12 of us in the end, which is the team that I then led just before I left Super. So it was really good to see that kind of network developing. Wow. Okay. Amazing. And Kate, I also wanted to ask you about really pushing yourselves uh, pushing yourself forward because you've really gone for it from a qualifications point of view haven't you you've got a master's degree yeah it was great actually it was a really good opportunity because it was the first kind of MBA that I'd found that really focused on healthcare and it gave a really good dental slant but still sort of looked at a wider healthcare network so you were able to tie those dental elements into just general healthcare and there's so much that is mirrored across healthcare as we know everything is about prevention these days and it was it was brilliant to be able to take that experience and put things into from theory into practice and at the same time develop my own knowledge and strengthen my own skills 
I mean, I'm not saying it was easy, don't get me wrong, Laura, it was quite a challenge, especially around an existing full-time job that, you know, isn't just 35 hours a week. So, you know, you've got to be ready to invest in that and sacrifice some things to be able to achieve it. But over two years, I managed to do that. Um, and I was really pleased, actually. I was really proud of myself for achieving it. Oh, no, I think it's fantastic. And like I say, it's dedicated to the healthcare profession as well, which, you know, is, is really detailed in that area, you know. And you've got an MBA, which is absolutely amazing. I, I applaud you. Well done to you, Kate, honestly. <laughs> It's not easy. And I know Thank people you. that have done MBAs and they say it just consumed my life for two years. I have no life. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do. You do sacrifice <laughs> quite a lot of uh, family events and friends' dinners. And, you know, the only the only respite you get is walking the dog occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> Very well needed, I'm sure, at that time. So, Kate, yeah. I wanted to ask you, um, you know, in your time working in the dental profession, what's the biggest change that you've seen and how has it impacted you? Um, I think the biggest change I've seen is the kind of development of CQC standards, which came in just as I started in dentistry. Um, that in itself has set the bar and set the expectation, but also the shift of the NHS to this prevention focus, that, that has really helped to determine what a dental nurse's role is within a practice and therefore if you're if you're keen on developing people within a team you can actually see those opportunities and grasp those opportunities from a perspective of my current position it's it's great to have that kind of background but also to be able to look at what those opportunities are from a qualification point of view now um, and be able to sort of future proof for nursing the industry and the, the future of qualifications. That's what we want to work towards with any BDN. Um, to be able to provide additional kind of more appropriate qualifications where they're needed. And at the same time, we also know that, that doesn't, that's not the be all end all of a dental nurse's career. We get a lot of demand for you know, people who want to become practice managers, they're going to go on and do the therapy courses. You know, there's a lot of other opportunities out there. And it's about how we support that. If we can't even provide the qualification, who do we partner with? What kind of kind of future is there out there for a dental nurse and that wider career and networking? Um, and that's certainly something that I'm very aware of coming in, you know, to NEBDN now. I don't want to limit what we want to do. I want to see that really broaden over the next few years and be able to provide what is appropriate for a dental nurse from a career perspective and longevity perspective, really. Oh, that's really interesting. And how many qualifications are there available through any BDN now? We do the, the core diploma, which is our, our biggest qualification, but we also do our post-reg courses and we have six post-reg courses. And they sort of look at sedation, implants, or health education, those kind of things. Um, and we're now developing and trialling a fluoride varnish um, qualification. We've had really good response to that. And we've got some fantastic providers who are going to um, trial it for us over the next few months. And then we'll be looking to launch that. And it may be that that comes as a separate qualification. It may be more appropriate to join it with something. That's the kind of process of the trial that we're looking at. Um, but that's certainly something that we see as an essential going forward. And especially when you look at the experience of the pilots and 
the kind of history of that and how it's moving forward in the future, I think that's going to be there as an essential as part of a dental nurse qualification. Yeah, fantastic, definitely. And in line with um, your role, you know, when when anyone new um, comes into a leadership position like you have, there's always the CEO wants to implement some levels of change. They want to, you know, move things in perhaps sometimes a slightly different direction. What impact have you wanted to put into any BDN so far and what, what exciting plans do you have for the organisation going forward? Because it's been established for so long. It's amazing, really, isn't it? 75, 76 mm. years here. Where yeah. are you, as, as a CEO, what do you see for the future? I think you've got to recognise that that kind of history and experience exists and you don't want to lose that. So you've got to build on it. And what we're looking to do this year is consolidate what we've got, make things more efficient. Um, we need to invest in our IT. That's the kind of thing to future proof for the company. And then what we want to do is, is also at the same time develop our qualifications, look at what that means for the future. And then, you know, what other opportunities there are out there in, you know, the coming years. And that might be that we're setting the standard for overseas um qualifications or, or standards and framework you know those are the kind of things we want to look towards but at the same time i also see that you know the networking we have within the um dental nursing industry as a whole needs to extend to career and mentoring and that kind of aspect which we don't really provide for at the moment certainly not within any bdn and i think that's an opportunity we need to look at going forward and we're not there yet. You know, this year is, you know, like you said, it's a busy year. We've got a lot to do to get things in place. But certainly in the years to come, that is something that we've got on our list to do. Oh, you've got big plans, haven't you? It's very exciting. Very yes, exciting. Hopefully, hopefully good. <laughs> Kate, I'd like to ask you about a role that you've mentioned um, a few moments ago, which uh, was the role of the lead nurse. And would you be yeah. able to talk to us about how you see that role? Because back in the day, it was very much, oh, you've been there the longest, you're the lead nurse. But that mm. isn't the case. It's a completely different uh, role in that respect. So how do you see that role and how can dental nurses develop themselves to be in that position? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think it's, it's, it's no longer that kind of um, the, the, the amount of time you've been there, the longevity as to you being appointed into those kind of roles. And I think not every practice has them. And I think that's a real shame because I think they probably have people within there who um, really sort of step up and do that additional kind of support and um, mentoring sometimes across the team. So you'll get new, new training nurses coming in. You always need that experience of a qualified nurse to be able to guide and um, mentor somebody through that trainee journey, regardless of where they do their course, to be honest. Um, and I think that's really important in a practice, um, and, and not just practice, you know, community, hospital, wherever it may be. I think that teamwork and being able to understand how you're stepping into um, almost like a leadership role, and that's the path you're on. It's a really good stepping stone to be able to take additional responsibility and then move on further to whatever you want to do in the future. Um, and I think some people, some people are reticent to take on additional responsibility because they think 
or I'm going to have to do it, you know, I want to be paid for it, so I'm going to have to do it for nothing. And I think if you can prove that you can do it, then you've got the, that you warrant being able to be paid accordingly to be a leader. But sometimes you've got to really show you can do it by volunteering to do additional responsibilities. And that can be mentoring, but it could also be taking up um, the CQC aspects, you know, making sure that um, things are in place for CQC inspection standards. And it could be doing the ordering. It could be um, you know, liaising with the reception team and the rest of the team, you know, liaising with the practice manager to help in whatever capacity they need. And I think there are lots of opportunities that don't have to be very prescribed, but that people can see if they look around them as to what's going on across the wider, um, you know, practice or community um, hospital, etc. And then they can take advantage of that and develop themselves. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant answer there. And you also touched on something that you said it's a leadership role. It's you know definitely not something that's assigned by the length of time you've been there, but it's very much a leadership role. So for dental nurses listening, how should they envisage leadership? Um, it's a bit difficult really to be precise about it, but I think from a personal perspective, I think if you are leading you have to be prepared to lead by example you would not do anything anybody else that you wouldn't do uh, you would not ask um, somebody to do something you wouldn't do sorry um but also at the same time you have to understand what your goal is what your direction is and um what that how you fit into the bigger picture and how you bring those people with you and that might be a dental nurse team of two trainees and a lead nurse and there's nothing wrong with that. That's still a team. Um, and being able to take that team and make sure you're all working to the same standards, make sure you help the people and support them where they need it. That's part of being a leader. Um, and there is a difference between being a manager and a leader. And I think that's very vital because I think some people think if I do a management, like a business management course, then that makes me a leader. And that's not always the case. I think it's a very different entity. Fabulous answer. Really good answer there, Kate. It's such a broad area, isn't it? But you've, you've really nailed that answer there. That was fantastic. So in regards to the future for dental nurses, do you have any advice or any ideas that you'd like to share? Um, I think that dental nurses need to be brave about the way they approach their careers. I think don't be afraid to step out of the box and ask the question about doing additional qualifications. Um, taking on additional responsibilities because those are the people that will drive the industry forward and being able to get involved with things like this being able to tell your story um, I think that's really vital because it gets the message out to the wider community and being able to then sort of set that example to other dental nurses is really important um, and unless that message is out there people just don't know and trainee dental nurses coming in really need to develop their kind of knowledge of that and they're not going to know unless people put the message out there. Mm, absolutely and how do you feel any BDN and you in your role how do you feel you're able to increase the profile of dental nurses? I think what we're, our role really is to promote as much as we can so where we meet dental nurses with that experience, we're more than happy to um, use our network to promote the stories that we, we hear about. Um, we also want to be able to recognise dental nurse um, 
training to become things like examiners. We love to see more dental nurses applying for examiners and coming through and being examiners with us. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we're looking forward to training those people beyond that so they could become, there's a sort of stage that we have where they can examine and become presiding examiners and, you know, there's lots ahead of that. So there are opportunities not just within a dental practice, but potentially volunteering across different sectors as well. Um, and we'd like to support that very much. Um, I think other than that, then realistically, it's about us um, recognizing that we, you know, we are there to well, not necessarily represent dental nursing, but to be able to support in whatever capacity is necessary and make people aware that the industry is really flourishing and is there to be grasped and developed even further. Um, that's really our primary role. Yeah, fantastic. And you said, you know, dental nurses don't have to stick in the practice. There are opportunities outside the practice. And I think your your story, you know, you've gone into a practice as a practice manager and you've had this 10 year experience within the corporate sector that you you mm -hmm. became a practice manager in. So that's really also something for dental nurses to consider as well. It doesn't the role, you know, the progression of your career doesn't have mm -hmm. to stop a practice manager. If we look at you, for example, that's really inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. And you absolutely a lot in the corporate world. Yeah, I think um, I think there are so many different uh, opportunities available. I mean, the team that I I ended up heading up in Bupa before I left was primarily consisted of dental nurses, um, and they weren't all lead dental nurses. These were people who had done that, taken additional responsibility, and then wanted to potentially progress to almost like an audit perspective. And so they were regionally based. They would sort of working all over the country in different practices, meeting different people, understanding different practice setups and specialisms, and therefore that broadened their skill set and their horizons. Um, and I think, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for people to do that kind of thing as well, certainly within corporates these days. And there are quite a lot of sort of smaller corporates that are developing, and that's a good thing for dental nursing, you know. If you want to be in a, an individual independent practice, fantastic, utilize what you can in that practice. If you want to go into corporate, perhaps that gives you, you a bit more of a ge geographical span and a bit more kind of ver variety in skills that you're going to encounter. But it's up to you to make that choice that's right for you and at whatever time of your life it's right for you. Um, but I think there is a lot of scope out there and it shouldn't be underestimated, certainly. No, and underestimate is a really good word to use because it is, from what you're saying, it's very, very important, isn't it, Kate, that dental nurses are looking at all of the opportunities available to them. They're not stuck in their one area. You know, if they want to develop and push themselves forward. I think you've just created today a huge checklist for dental nurses, you know, <laughs> to be thinking of all these different areas that they can expand in and they can learn in and that they can develop in so that, you know, they're really increasing the profile of themselves as well. You know, that's really come across to me. You know, you've said about oral health education, the fluoride, lead nurses, examiners and opportunities like yourself to develop within the corporate world, to be out there regionally on, on your own, seeing patients, working in community. You know, the world really is the oyster, isn't it? Yet, it is, it is. we continue Massively. to see. Oh, God, sorry, Kate. Sorry, sorry. No, no, go ahead, Laura. <laughs> no, I was saying, 
we continue to see that you know negative um communications particularly on social media and i think you know this time of year where you know some dental nurses are getting a pay rise because the national living wage has increased um mm. what would you say to those dental nurses because unfortunately we do have dental nurses that aren't in positive situations they they do want more for their careers what what do you mm. think the first steps for them should be um well i think it probably isn't just applicable to dental nurses i would say this to anybody within a team that they need to look at what they are providing and supporting within that team and then decide on whether they are um fulfilling everything and you know everybody should have an annual appraisal i've i've certainly a great advocate for that and that appraisal should be something that is a really positive and supportive process if that doesn't happen in your practice or in your career then question why not because the ctc expects it to happen and i as a in my role as a chief exec would expect it to happen so why is it not happening and that's your opportunity to be able to look at how to develop, what opportunities there are. And if you're in the right team and they're good at developing and supporting people, they'll be able to help you recognize those opportunities. Not necessarily for them to put them on a place for you. You do have to go and get them. But at the same time, um, it has to be applicable to a business for it to be valuable for you to then use that skill set. Otherwise, they're not going to invest in you because they can't see how they're going to use it in the longer term. And I think that then comes down to, um, it, it has a knock-on effect with pay reviews. Um, you do find um, some nurses, are, there is a big pay, pay scale with nursing. I completely understand that. And it would be nice to see it in a bit more of a banding, and I'm sure that that time will come. Um, but, you know, that depends on the organization, where they work, what they do, and the skills that they bring to that role. Um, and you would hope that that would be reflective in the, the level of pay they receive. And I know that's not always the case, which is a real shame. Um, but, you know, you have to grasp those opportunities because no matter what you do, whether it's not with the people you're with now, whether it's a future um, decision, you will always be able to use those skills in the future. You will always be able to utilize them when you look for those opportunities. Um, and that's when the money will come. If you're loving what you do, and you're adding value, the money will come with it. Oh, I love that, Kate. That's when the money will come. If you love what you do and you're adding value, they are yeah. fantastic takeaways. They really are. Because we, you know, we have been talking about the dream, the vision, the opportunities for dental nurses. And I think the advice you've just given there of, you know, well, where do you even start when you are looking to progress is absolutely fantastic. You know, if you love what you do, if you're passionate, you add value. I absolutely love that. I think that's amazing. Really, really good tip. <laughs> I think everyone can probably tell. I'm that's amazing. It really, really is. Is there anything? <laughs> is there anything that you need to tell us, or would like to tell us, or can tell us about any BDN? Really, um, we've covered quite a lot of it, but I think from our perspective, we'd like to tell everybody that our new website's coming in May, so that's something that's brand new for us. Um, it will be um, a beautifully all singing, all dancing website, which you will be able to, um, will be compatible with your phones, with your tablet, so it's a lot more interactive. Um, we're going to the uh, dentistry show in May, as well as the SBDN symposium this weekend, which I'm looking forward to. 
and we look forward to seeing people there come and see us say hello have a chat and you know it's just really great to network and meet people and if you're interested in being an examiner or being um i don't know a course provider for, for one you know it might be another option for you um or if you just want to know about the courses and what we offer and what what structures we have then let us know and we'll, we've got all of that information Oh, wonderful. So get yourselves to these shows, go and network. As Kate said earlier, networking is very important. Surrounding yourself with positive people is very important. And really start to think about your career and how you can add value. Remember what she said, if you love what you do and you're adding value, then that's when the money can come. That's when you'll be working in the practice that's right for you. And listen back to what um, all the fantastic tips Kate has given today, because there's so many things that can get you thinking about the huge array of opportunities that are available to you. In dentistry, it's absolutely fantastic. Definitely get yourselves to these shows, to the symposiums where you can, and connect with any BDN. And definitely, let's all get a look at this website in May. It sounds fantastic, Kate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I shall be, uh, should be on the social media letting you know as soon as it's ready. <laughs> oh, so if you've not connected with any BDM, please do. Uh, the future sounds very exciting. Kate's obviously a huge driving force for, for positivity within um, the dental nursing career as well. So that's fantastic. Kate, I'd just like to say thank you so much for joining us today and sharing you're, you've probably got a good hundred top tips within that podcast, I think. So thank you. <laughs> thank you very much on behalf of the Society of British Dental Nurses. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe so you can be notified of our next episode.